This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for food tables. It was still the earlier hours of the original farmer's market in Los Angeles. Many of the food stalls were still prepping their meals for the day, as farmers were finishing unloading their trucks. Dimitri watched as a parade of plantains and pomelos made their way to their displays. The scent of freshly ground peanuts and a brewing batch of coconut soup from the food stalls dancing under his nose. His senses overwhelmed by memories, taking him back to Malaysia. He had lived and worked in his parents' restaurants around the world for the first 30 years of his life, working his way from busboy to line cook and eventually head chef. And one of his favorite dishes from their restaurant in Malaysia was an aromatic coconut milk-soaked rice with pandan leaves accompanied by sambal, peanuts, anchovies, and a boiled egg. He remembered how his family lived across from a pomelo farm just outside the city, and beyond that, the jungle filled with wild banana trees that he'd sneak into just like the rays of sunlight. He was always just a little too afraid to venture there in the mystery of night, though he claimed it was because he couldn't see all the colors the jungle had to offer in the cover of darkness. Cooking up something special today, Papa Earth. Dimitri came back to his present self at the startle of the farmer walking by, carrying a crate of bananas. Always, Dimitri winked stopping the farmer to survey the bunch. The farmer lifted the crate up with a shrug, saying, Help yourself. Dimitri selected a bunch near the bottom. Ooh, those look a bit overripe. Perfectly so, Dimitri winked again. The farmer smiled as he continued toward his farm stand. Can't wait. Dimitri returned to his pie shop to fry up a special breakfast treat that his mother loved to make. Chekorok a traditional fritter snack from Southeast Asia, popular in Malaysia, Brunei, and Singapore. His mother taught him the tradition, always using overripe bananas for their natural sweetness in these fried banana balls that paired so well with coffee or tea. When he finished, he carried a tray of the treats to the community tables, where many farmers and food stall workers were taking an early break to gear up for the busy hours ahead. They always loved the chance to catch a special early matinee of Dimitri's tales, and of course, his treats. My mother always said this was her secret recipe for putting a smile on my face and a silliness in my step that could last the entire day. Dimitri smiled in that very moment, thinking of his mother as he held up a fritter. He took the first bite, and his smile only grew as he continued. There are many myths and tales of this silly, lovable fruit all over the world, from Hawaii to India to Africa. Burmese origin myth states that the bananas were the first food eaten by man after his creation. When the first man was hungry, he wandered into the forest 
and came upon a flock of birds eating the yellow fruits. He chased the birds away and brought the bananas back to his family. Hence, the given name for the fruit in Burma translates as the birds told. In Thailand, there's the legend of the female spirit who haunts wild banana tree groves, appearing on nights when the moon is full and bright. She is known to be gentle, unless, of course, you dare to cut down the favorite wild banana trees, which will result in getting cursed. And there is a similar spirit in Cambodian folklore, as well as in the Lao popular tradition. In Hinduism, the banana is a symbol of fertility and prosperity, and in American culture and folklore, it is praised as the secret to longevity, the perfect food for infants, the cure for headaches, and even a means to combat stage fright, perhaps because they are known to settle an upset stomach. One of my favorite stories tells how bananas came to be in the first place. It's a myth from the Philippines that shows us how true love only grows further the more it is opposed. But of course, I already told you that tale a while back. However, there is another tale that comes to us from Malaysia. My mother told it to me one morning as I ate this very snack. She said Malaysia was the place to be for a boy like me. Bananas about bananas. You see, there are so many varieties there that even the locals have a hard time naming them all. Some are tiny and dwarf-like, not much longer than your fingers. Dimitri pulled his arms in close to his sides and wiggled his fingertips, while others are giant, as big as your arm. He outstretched both arms and waved them gently as the crowd laughed. And of course, not all bananas are that characteristic yellow color that many people couldn't even imagine the fruit without yet they come in many shades of yellow, or green, or even red. In our line of work, I suppose most of us may be lucky enough to have seen, or better yet, tasted, something other than our global standard yellow Cavendish banana, Dimitri winked. And, living in Malaysia, I came to find out that I was quite lucky to have ever tried one of my favorite types, the red banana, or pisang raja udang as many Malays believe that particular fruit should never be eaten. It all stems from the story of how the red banana came to be. Dimitri took the last few bites of his banana fritter, and, as always, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. Once upon a time, long ago before the days of the Malacca Sultanate, Civil war broke out in the land as the royal families of various districts went to battle. One young, brave prince fought admirably for his family at the front lines, charging into combat without hesitation. He was beloved in his district, a kind and noble leader, who served his family and his people with the same level of respect and dedication. Tragically, in the thick of the battle, the prince was badly injured. He was losing blood fast his vision blurred, and his ears buzzed with nothing but static. He nearly fell to the ground, but his breathlessly beating heart reminded him of why he was there. His family, his people, who would still need him when the war subsided. With all the strength he could muster, the prince managed to escape the battlefield and disappear into the jungle. His pace zigzagged and braked as his feet grew heavy 
until he finally collapsed at the base of a banana tree. He stared up at a bunch of yellow bananas, and as his eyelids and lashes fluttered uncontrollably, slipping down over his sight, he swore that bunch came closer and closer, like a hand with gentle fingers reaching out to touch him, until he fell unconscious from the extreme loss of blood. Stand up, sweet prince. The voice broke the silence in his waking ears. The prince sat upright, rubbing his eyes, and opening to find a beautiful young woman before him, with her hand reaching out. He couldn't help but stare at her fingers, remembering the bunch of bananas he saw coming toward him when he fell at the tree's feet. The woman helped him rise, and he was surprised to find his wounds had been treated and his strength returned. He held out his arms, surveying his own body, jaw dropped in awe, and as he looked down, he noticed his blood had stained the ground around the base of the tree. Incredible, he whispered to himself, a single tear rolling down his cheek, as the stain of blood he stood upon seemed big enough to drown him. The prince reached back out and took both of the woman's hands in his. Thank you, thank you, I, I don't even know how I, how I can ever... The prince smiled with an open mouth, as if waiting for more words to come out. The woman smiled back. Go now, and see that your people are okay. Let's not leave them forlorn any longer. The prince nodded. Yes, right, okay. Okay, but I'll come back, I promise. The prince returned to his palace and told everyone the story of the beautiful young woman in the jungle that saved his life. Why, my prince, that was no woman. That was the spirit of the banana tree. The prince was in shock, as many others nodded in agreement with the revelation shouted from the back of the crowd. He rushed back into the jungle in search of the woman, but all he found was the tree, whose fruits were now stained red, his blood no longer at the base. The prince was so grateful to the plant and the spirit that he declared the red banana sacred and ordered all his subjects to never cut down the plant or eat its fruits. This belief has prevailed to this very day, which is why many Malays will never eat the fruits of the Pisang Raja Udang, the red banana. The end. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time.